Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know of a new podcast on the Two Podcasting Network, Tales from the Backlog. It's starring our own East Asian correspondent, Dave Jackson. Dave sits down each week with his friends and they dissect video games, how they feel about the video game, and what they're currently playing. If you're into gaming, I'm a recent gamer, this is a great podcast. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's episode of the Rat Hour is brought to you by a Top 3 Podcast. This week, the fellas break down their top three favorite stand-up comedians. It's like two hours long or something, I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, maybe you'll find out why I'm called Eugene now. So it's worth a listen. speaking to you mm-hmm. so I was watching Home Improvement and there was it was a Halloween episode and Tim was dressed up as this like old lady and he, he walked down the stairs and he hit his head on, on this pipe and it was really funny when he, oh yeah you were, you were sitting right there yeah I'm usually there uh huh what's up weenie I'm back. With popping. Uh, I got a lot of sports talk this season. Sports talk? More cereals that I've that I wasn't allowed to eat as a child. Okay. And um I don't know. Anything happened while we were gone? Nah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, welcome to season three of the Rat Hour. I feel like we've been doing this a lot longer than that. <laughs> With Weenie and the Rat. Weenie and the Rat. Somebody make that theme song. Do it! We wanted to let the Sewer Squad know we are back for season three. Uh, we have East Asian correspondent Dave with a... Dog catcher story later on the episode. Now, it was supposed to be for the season two finale. However, things happened and we didn't get to do a season finale that we wanted to. But that's okay. So we can still use that. You know, at the Rat Hour, we are big on being green, so we're going to recycle and reuse calls. What do you say, Weenie? Recycle calls? Yeah. Carl, unnamed producer Carl, quiet, Bilbo. Unnamed producer Carl um, said that he wanted to be doing more caffeine corners or whatever. Did he say that when he started it? Yeah. He's only done one. <laughs> he said he's coming back this season. So, debatable whether he shows up or not. 
We'll have a uh, Bushin at the movie movies later on in this episode, but season three is going to be a tad different. It probably won't be every week, probably bi-weekly, uh, because we just, you know, we're really busy with other things, primarily taking care of Bilbo <laughs> and nobody else. And, um, yeah, we're just a little bit more busy these days. Um, and Gina, Weena, Weenie wants me to wrap it up, but I'm going to continue the going. Okay. The other day, walking Bilbo. And <laughs> I'm headed down this bike path. And I look up and I'm staring at a buck like right in front of us. And like I went. Like a dollar? What? Like a dollar? No, like, an, like a deer. Oh, a male deer. Yeah. And <laughs> I did. I wish someone would have been filming me because I did like the Grandpa Simpson, um, the gif. If I just, I didn't even break stride. I looked up and I was like, oh, up. Oh, and we just, I kept on walking. Um, that was frightening. Um, what do, Bill was looking at me. What, uh, what animals have you run into? Rabbits, squirrels, and there's a groundhog that runs around during the day. Yeah. Well, that was in the fall. You killed a snake? Is that right? No, I didn't kill it. I saw it. It was in my asparagus patch. Mm. I killed a snake, kind of on purpose, but kind of not. I was weed eating, and then I think I killed it, but then I kept killing it because I don't like snakes. You know why? They represent the devil. That's exactly right. I also saw a squirrel, and so did Bilbo, and he tried to chase it up a tree. But Bilbo's looking on the wrong side, and the squirrel and I were just staring at each other. They kept <laughs> looking at uh, Bilbo and said, are you going to get it? And the squirrel kept looking at me, and I was like, all right, well, this is over. And then we kept on walking. I saw the largest murder of crows the other day. You were there. You were there. It annoys me so much that you like to talk about birds now. Well, the like most gotten, famous episode was the fat bird episode. But so you've gotten so boring with your bird talk. That was a large, that was a huge murder of crows. You have to admit okay. that was. I want our listeners to Sewer Squad. Sewer Squad, call in if you think Rat Boy's bird talk is boring. I want to hear your comments. There are a lot of geese that live in our neighborhood. I chased, do you remember when I chased those geese away that were in our yard? Yes. I was throwing acorns at it. And then <laughs> that I threw did it. not work. Yeah, that didn't work. But the stick worked. And then me going, Rah! like opening my jacket, scared them away. You were, you saw it. I tore my rotator cuff. No, you didn't. Yeah, huh? Because that was the first time I warmed up the old arm because I have... A rocket for an arm. And I scare those geese away. Protecting our family. And our grass. But you were just protecting your grass. Hmm. We gave away a refrigerator. That was cool. Yeah. I like the new one better. Yeah. The new one is nice. We have an ice maker now. So that'll be probably three episodes if I was talking about our new ice maker. We don't, have to, we don't have to fill out the ice cube trays anymore. I liked when Bilbo was afraid of the ice sound. When it oh, when it first hit, it was like, yeah, it would, it would go crunch, crunch, crunch. 
and they were like, what's going on? What's you going on? bark at it. Yeah. Although I shut the ice maker off because it's cold outside and I don't need ice anymore. It is cold outside, isn't so it? So I don't need cold beverages. All right. Well, later on this episode, I have a new sports segment um, that I'm hoping to become a new podcast part of the two podcast uh, network so check that out that, that'll be toward the end of the episode is it my sports segment no but we do talk about we do have a weenie sports um segment coming up later but i need to come up with a good name for my segment weenie sports segment is good oh okay wss so all right, well, let's head on to um, maybe, I don't know if he's ever going to call in, but maybe Carl's Caffeine Corner. <laughs> you know what that sounds? Another espresso coming out of the machine. This is Carl with Carl's Caffeine Corner. Providing you an update of the newest and best caffeinated beverages out there. Today's review, espresso. Tastes a lot like coffee. And gets you zipped up and zipped out. So the next time you're in a grind and you need that little extra something to pick you up reach for the espresso coffee's extreme cousin this is Carl signing off alright weenie take it away Welcome back, listeners, to Sports Hour with Weenie. Today's topic is unnecessary people involved in football. Okay, what, <laughs> it, what, are, what are you talking about? Okay, so we're watching this professional National Football League game. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that they're showing these clips of men sitting up in like a box, like with their headsets looking down at the field. So I asked right. I asked Rat like are they like coaches and he told me they were. So I just don't understand why you have coaches up in this box getting this aerial view of the game that like aren't involved on the field in in the play. Like so they're just being like telling you What's happening? And they're just radioing down with their headsets. Like, it just seems unfair because... But but both sides are doing it. But, like, how many coaches do you have on the field? And then you have a bunch of other guys up in this box, like, just saying they're spying. <laughs> but they have to... You have to see the entire field, though. Why can't you see it from the field? Because you wouldn't be able to see the whole field. You don't always see... Okay. The, if you're a professional football player, mm-hmm. you should be able to understand what's going on on the field and you can see. Like, you sure. don't need some people up there telling <laughs> you what to do. Like, it seems 
Like, this is just getting too complex. Like, the soul of the game <laughs> is on the, the soul field. of the y'all's from what? Leatherheads? <laughs> Starring George Clooney. Yeah, the soul of but the like, game. I think this is where football gets so absurd. And there's so many people and it's so... Like, <laughs> because there's coaches in a box? That you don't have that like in baseball, you don't have that in hockey, like these other professional sports. You don't. They're have... watching. They're all. They're watching monitors in baseball. But they're not. Are they radioing down and going? The, this guy's picking his butt out in right field. The, hit it out there. The Astros were. So they got in trouble. Well, yeah, they got in trouble. They don't need that. They're out playing the game on the field. Okay, the coaches are dip- on the field with them, coaching them. And helping them. In football, you have people on the field telling them what to do. And then these other dudes up in the sky. Like, it just seems unnecessary. Like, they're making they're making it seem... I don't know. It just upsets me. Clearly. Um, are you okay? Yes. I just hate football. And I hate that it's... Like, well, these are the things that really irritate me about professional football. There's these fake rules and too many people and all these fat cats making money off of it. Fat cats? Who are the fat cats? These these stupid coaches that have no purpose. And the coaches don't have a purpose? I don't think those up in the box have a purpose. They're calling the plays. Who's call, what? What are the people doing on the field? Are they calling call plays? Yeah. Okay. Well, how many people do you call in plays? A lot, apparently. Yeah. Like no. Don't well, you have a quarterback and an offensive coach? One, two people make a decision. Well, what are the? De- Let's involve five more people. Well, what's the defense gonna do? Well, aren't they waiting for their turn to play? But, um. Well, they had, there's so much going on. It's so fast. You need all those coaches to help. This means that this sport is stupid if there's that much going on. No, time. it means it's awesome because you're able to make split decisions and you do I it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, all right. So, you looking forward to baseball season? Yeah, there's a lot more jewelry to look at. <laughs> And now it's time for Weenie's Cereal Review. Weenie, what's in your bowl? Take it away, Weenie. Today we are eating Post's Oreo O's. Hmm, Post Oreo O's. Now... I will say, I have waited my, like, entire life, I feel like, to eat this cereal. Okay. This was, like, a forbidden cereal of youth. Okay. Because it's a cookie. Right. So this is the Oreo's answer to Cookie Crisp. I would assume. Okay. All right. So what were your impressions of a dry it did not taste like an Oreo. <laughs> no, it didn't. You know what? It, you know what it tasted like? Dry. It tasted, and I don't know if this will make sense. It tasted like an Applejack. Like it didn't taste like chocolate. It, it was not no, cocoa-y it at wasn't all. That 
It wasn't the chocolate. Yeah, it had, because it has, like, the sugar coating, which is, like, the cream, I guess. It looks like an Apple Jack. Yeah, it has that same coating on it. I'm sure it's the so same I think, sugar. I think the white, the coating overpowers the chocolatey puff. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay. Um, what did you think about and then, in milk? I mean, in milk, I also don't think it tasted very chocolatey. No. And it wasn't that good in milk either. No, it's better dry. And it's not that good dry. Like... I am very disappointed in this cereal. Yeah. Um I mean I'm I'm pretty sad. Like this was this one was pretty disappointing. I think so far this is the only one we really haven't liked. No, and it it was really it there was no or there was no hint of Oreo no, like, or because you know what a chocolate wafer cookie tastes like. Like, Nabisco chocolate wafer cookies have a very specific taste, and you did not, you did not get that at all. No. Like, no essence of Oreo anywhere. And, um... Like, it just didn't taste of cookie or of the cream part. Like, yeah. at all. Would, now, would you, would you buy this or no? What do, you, what do you recommend? I'm, I'm going to have to recommend to our listeners. This is probably a pass, to yeah. tell you the truth. All right. Well, you hear, hear, heard it? <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Hard pass on Oreo O's. What's up, Rat and Weenie? It's East Asian correspondent Dave Jackson with the second season finale of Dogcatcher Stories. So I was working late at night, third shift, out on West Broad Street in the hilltop in Columbus. Not a great neighborhood. Chasing a pit bull around. And finally, it went down this alleyway. Turned out to be a one-way alley, which is great. You can get dogs cornered there. It's easy to catch them. But when I turned down the alleyway, the dog wasn't there. When I turned around, he's standing right in the opening of the alleyway, just looking at me. When I took a step toward him, he bared his teeth, and I got kind of scared. So I was like, oh, shit. I said out loud, what do you want from me, dog? And the dog looked me straight in the eye and said, I want about tree fitting. That's when I realized this wasn't a pit bull at all. This is a 50-foot tall monster from the Paleolithic era. And I said, God damn it, Loch Ness Monster, I ain't giving you no tree fitting. That's it for season two. Hope everyone enjoyed it. We'll be back season three. Bye. A new segment on the show is Aaron's going to tell us some weird, wacky stories from the liquor store. Hey, what's up, rat? Just got done eating some Mexican food, so you know my farts are going to be extra greasy tonight. Uh, I'm just going to tell a quick story uh, from the liquor store that I work at. One time, uh, this middle-aged man had to be in his early 60s, and this younger girl, uh, probably in her mid-20s, walked in. They were walking around, looking at wine. He was asking some questions. She was being very, very quiet. Uh, when they came up to pay, I noticed that this girl had like a really gaudy dog collar around her neck, uh, but I really didn't think anything of it. So the guy buys the wine uh, and he goes to leave. And I noticed that he had like the dog collar is attached to a leash that this guy is using to guide this girl around the store. Uh, anyways, that was really, really weird. Well, see you later. Hilarious as always, Dave. All right. 
Next, we have the debut segment of our new sports segment. I'm going to try to say the word segment one more time. Segment. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to what I hope is the beginning of a brand new friendship between you and me and the wild, wacky world of sports here at the Rad Hour. I wanted to have the DeButts episode be about one thing that bothers me with MLB baseball. And that is from like 2002 to about 2000, I don't know, 14 was how baggy MLB uniforms were. So I'm looking at some pictures right now and I think the team that had the baggiest uniforms per 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 squad were the Milwaukee Brewers. It peaked with Prince Fielder who like no doubt was an ultimate Reds killer. Um, there's a picture and I, I'm, I'm still looking for it. But he's wearing the baggiest pants I've ever seen. Somewhere. It almost looks like he's pranking um, the, the, the MLB audience on how baggy his pants really are. Um, I mean, Prince Fielder, he was a big dude. Like, no, no doubt about it. Uh, great, great player. Um, uh, career cut short due to a freak injury. So, that I mean, that stinks. But... I mean, he. I. I didn't. I didn't hate it when he left. When he left their Brewers to go to the Tigers, because he all he did was hit home runs against the Reds. But he had the baggiest uniform, along with Niger Morgan, Carlos Gomez, Ryan Braun. They all had baggy uniforms. CC Sabathia. Um, I know he wasn't on the team, but Manny Ramirez also committed that sin of just too baggy of a uniform. But it's not a great look. I don't know why. Like, these MLB guys, they're, you know, got some pretty good calves. Why aren't you showing them off there, their guy? Um, Mina Ramirez was a big, baggy uniform guy, and it really bothered me. And it's probably why... Um, it's probably why I didn't disliked him so much was because he just had too baggy of a uniform. I mean, I don't know where everyone else stands, but I feel like a baseball player, they should have their socks exposed, whether or not they're wearing, you know, stirrups or they're just wearing, you know, their team's socks. I mean, that's a sweet look. I don't know why you'd want to wear baggy pants. Or or how about the players who would put their pant leg underneath their back cleat and it's like their pant legs are like, like almost covering their heel, their foot. 
and a weird, weird time. Orlando Cabrera, you know, solid MLB player. Everywhere he went, the team team seemed to win. He wore a uniform like three sizes too big. Look it up. Go look it up. Orlando Cabrera, way too big of a jersey. Um, Joey Votto, earlier in his career, too big of a jersey. When he was a rookie, too big of a jersey. It's a weird look. Now, I get like a pitcher would want maybe their arms a little bit more loose because, you know, throwing the ball. But, I don't know, not a great look. I hope that look doesn't come back. It will because fashion always uh, comes back. It's like, we want to look cool, whatever. Um, But, I, I, you know, I appreciate uh, the brother on uh, the Dodgers that was... (laughs) That wears way too tight. Now, okay, maybe I don't appreciate that. He wears way too tight of pants. Uh, the pitcher, uh, Bueller, so um, way too tight. But uh, for there for a brief period, Joey Votto uh, got a little meta with it and would wear tight pants. And then he his his walk up song was the Jimmy Fallon song. I like I wear my tight pants or I like my tight pants. Um, you know. But I don't know. I just feel like with an MLB, um, should have your socks exposed, you know, tighter pants. But the baggy, just, just, just not a great look. Also, I don't know if anybody else remembers this. I vaguely did, but then I went did a little research, um, and then I and I kind of remember this. But ninety nine, um, ninety eight. Somewhere around there, the MLB did a promotion called Turn Ahead the Clock. And their jerseys were like, hey, we're going to have futuristic looking jerseys. And if you want to see some ugly, ugly jerseys, look, just type in Turn Ahead MLB, Turn Ahead the Clock MLB jerseys. I'm looking at them right now. Like, they look very spring training-esque. The um, sleeves are way too short. Um, but, I mean, essentially, they've, they they just kind of blew up uh, a team's logo. And they're looking pretty hideous. The uh, An- Anaheim Angels, um, they had that kind of cartoony angel look. Uh, the Pirates had the Buccaneer way too big and off-center. The Rockies honestly doesn't look that bad because uh, it's a solid look. Of the, I like the purple. Um, the Florida Marlins, which never, like, I know they're the Miami Marlins. They never should have gone away with, away from their teal. Look, it's a solid look. I hate when teams go to like, all right, they're going to play it safe and do like red, white, and blue. Like, give me the teal. Give me the purple. Um, give me, like the rays. Um, they have to have, I think there's, they had that solid look when they had that kind of teal, yellow, you know, greenish um, look. And with the, you know, and they were like the rays and they had the devil ray on it. Um, that was a sick look. They need to go back to that. Same with the Marlins. They need to go back to the teal. Like, I don't know why they think that 
had black and uh, when he had those alternative orange jerseys, which were hideous. Um, and then now we have uh, Marlins man fan that shows up on all the World Series games. Yeah, like, ugh. But if he was teal, I don't know. Maybe I'd like him. Um, the uh, Diamondbacks was just a snake wrapped around their entire jersey, looking real dumb. Uh, the Seattle Mariners was a way too big of a jersey. <laughs> um, and a way too big of this, like, Marlins-looking thing. They never should have went away from... They kind of went back to it this year. Um, that the yellow and that blue. Um, I, I do like the, the when it was Griffey, they went back to that look, solid look. But you know, going back to, I feel like the teams that go back to their original colors, like the Padres did. Um, I hate the Padres, I weirdly hate them. But ever since they went back to their, you know, their brown, kind of don't mind them anymore. Um, I think, you know, teams that go back to their original, like the Mar- or the Orioles went back to their original bird. It's a sick look. You never should have went away with it, away from it, along with the Blue Jays. Sick look. Um, you know, the, I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm looking at the Brewers right now, and um, their, their mascot, it looks like a, um, beer barrel man, um, phenomenal, phenomenal. The twins are just two guys shaking their hands, uh, <laughs> over a bridge. Hilarious. Uh, you know, the, the, the Phillies right now, their powdered blue uniforms, best uniforms in all of sports, you know, call in, let me know, um, if you, if you think you can top that, I'd argue you can't um, top that. The Phillies, uh, that maroon, baby blue uniform. But, yeah. So, you know, I know this is a quicker episode, but this is what I want this sports show to be. Um, you know, I can get into talking about, you know, current events or whatever if somebody wants to come on and talk with them, but... This is the kind of this is the part of sports I really like talking about. It's just, um, you know, I know, and again, I know other there's other sports podcasts that do this, but you know, this is kind of what I like to talk about with my friends of just like what uniforms you know look good, weird trends, um, stadiums I like talking about, but um, yeah, so. The baggy uniforms are gross. The turn the future um, uniforms, and this is kind of specific, but I don't have a really large audience. But Reds fans, if you want to go back to the uh, vest and pinstripes, please either go kick rocks or eat glass, because that was a terrible time in Reds history. Never going back to that. It's a gross look. The only team that looks good in pinstripes are the Yankees and always will be the Yankees. That's their thing. The Reds don't need to get involved in any of that. If you want to go back to the 90s Reds, sure, we can talk. But if you're, if you're on there commenting, bring back the, 
Desperate? No. It's Yankees only. So, all right. Well, that's a preview of what I want my sports show to be. Um, If you want to call in, be a guest, come up with a topic. Let's work it out. Um, This is all good fun. So until next time, smell you later. Hey, Rapaway, it's Dave. Got a new series for you in Season 3, Dave's Video Game of the Week. I'm all out of dog catcher stories. So this week I want to recommend the game South Park, The Stick of Truth. We have a South Park episode coming on a Top 3 podcast in a few weeks. So South Park, The Stick of Truth is a turn-based game, kind of like an old Final Fantasy game or something like that. But uh, rest easy. It does not play like a super old game. It's very modern. It's actually pretty easy. But most importantly, if you like South Park, this game has everything for you. It has all the characters, callbacks to episodes, and the sense of humor that kind of the old South Park had. It's very good. If you want to hear me talk about video games more, I have a new podcast called Tales from the Backlog. Check that out. This has been Dave's Video Game of the Week, South Park, the Stick of Truth. See you later. Wow. We sure had fun today. Well, from all of us here at the Rat Hour, stay fresh, cheese bags. This has been a Tube Podcast production.